Welcome to the Cap Region YP Insights Plus Resources for Young Professionals in the 518. Our podcast is presented by the Capital District Transportation Authority, CDTA. Hello, everyone. This is Michaela with Six Marketing, and today with me, I have Heather Liz Maglino. She works for the Special Olympics New York and is the Director of Development and Individual Giving. Thanks so much for being with us today, Heather Liz. Thanks for having me. So do you want to tell us just a little bit about your job and what you do for work? Sure. So like you said, I work for Special Olympics New York, and I serve as the Director of Development for Individual Giving. And basically, my job is to kind of start up our kind of major gifts and individual giving programs. We've been super event-based focused and peer-to-peer fundraising focused in the past. And so my job is to now uh, kind of take our fundraising to the next level and really focus on those uh, large dollar individual gifts. Okay, that's awesome. Has that been a hard transition with events and things like being changed around and canceled? Uh, It definitely has made things a little bit more challenging for my colleagues who do handle those event-based things. I actually came into the organization in June, so I'm relatively new and still seeing how we do things, but I definitely can tell that there is a big difference between pre-pandemic and where we are now, but definitely moving forward and in the right direction, which is great news. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's awesome. I know it's like hit so many different companies in different ways, and it's been very even though it's very unfortunate that it has it's also really cool to kind of see what companies are doing to overcome that and uh, kind of work in this new world that we have here yeah it's been um we got really no go ahead (laughs) go ahead you're good i was gonna say um yeah, our, our organization worked really, really hard during the pandemic to make sure that our athletes who we serve could still have some sort of at-home programming. We did a lot of virtual athletic training, and luckily this fall, we finally were able to get back and do our statewide games again. So it's been it's been really good, and I, I'm, I'm astounded by my colleagues in our program department and how they've been able to really make things uh, continue and keep working to benefit our athletes through all of this. It's really impressive. Yeah, that's really cool. It is. It's so impressive just how like people are really just changing things so much and doing a great job with it and just keeping everything up and running. So it's cool that you're able to kind of be a part of that, especially being new in the company. So that's awesome. Um, I know that you have some experience with the chamber. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So Um, I, you know, I've attended events and things like that over the years since I really started working again in the capital region, but I got like officially involved with the chamber in 2020. Um, I was working at the time at Albany Law School and running uh, their mentorship program within the school. And I thought, you know, what a great way to learn a little bit more about what I'm doing would be to um, join YPN's executive mentorship committee. So I called up Brandy, we talked about it, and um, I'm glad I did it. And I'm still, even though I'm not at that job anymore, I'm still a part of that committee. And I actually went through the program myself. I, uh, I was telling Brandy the story recently, and she's like, yeah, you're kind of our poster child for why this program works so well. I had been working at uh, Capital Bank at the time as the executive assistant to the president and CEO. And I knew that that wasn't going to be my forever job, but I was just kind of figuring out that I wanted to be a nonprofit, but didn't really know how to make that switch. 
So I signed up for the executive mentorship program and I got matched with someone who was in community relations and she really helped me kind of figure out what I needed to do, who I needed to meet and how I needed to format my resume and my cover letters and all that kind of stuff. And then eventually happened to know about a job at Ronald McDonald House in Albany and um, I applied for it and got it. And that kind of started my career trajectory in nonprofit. So I owe the executive membership or executive mentorship program at the chamber quite a bit for my career. So <laughs> happy to serve and help out again. Wow. Yeah, that's a really cool story. And it's, it's very interesting because I have somewhat of a similar story, I guess, um, with the program, but I did it right before we shut down, actually, for the pandemic, wow. it was in the middle of it. So yeah, we started out like totally normal how the program always runs. And it was my first time ever. So I was like, really excited to be part of it. And um, I, during that time, decided that I wanted to make a career change as well. And I didn't have as much experience in the area that I was trying to move into, even though I had similarities to what I was doing. So I was freaking out, like, how am I going to like make this change? How am I going to get in anywhere? And my mentor helped me as well. And then taking that leap was also tough, right? Like during the pandemic, everything shut down. Businesses aren't doing that great. And I'm like, I'm just going to change jobs during this. Like, this is the worst time. And I definitely owe my mentor a lot for helping me through that. So it's kind of cool that we have those types of experiences to share with other people and get them to join the program as well. Yeah. I can't speak highly enough of the executive mentorship program. I, I just, I, like I said, I personally got so much out of it and I see other people that are getting so many great things out of it, both as mentors and mentees. So I, I suggest anybody listening, sign up for next year if you haven't done it already. And if you have done it, do it again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly. That's I, in our meetings and stuff, because obviously I've work with the chamber as well but they always talk about the mentorship program and I didn't do it after that first year and I think that things just like got so crazy and it was like such a different year and how it ended and everything that I still stayed in contact with my mentor but I didn't do the program again and I'm regretting that and I think that I'm going to continue again the more that I like talk to people and we talk about it in like our meetings and stuff with the chamber. I'm like, why didn't I sign up again after that time? So <laughs> definitely going to. Great. But it is, it is a great experience. So I know that you do a lot of great work in the capital region, especially with the type of job that you have. What is your favorite part about working in the capital region? Oh, um, you know, I grew up here and um, I'm from Clifton Park originally. And I went to college in New York City and uh, grad school in DC. And I honestly, I never thought I was going to come back. I really didn't. And circumstances after graduate school brought me home because I didn't have a full-time job. I went to school for the uh, for theater arts. So not the most stable of career paths, shall we say. <laughs> and kind of after... Um, I ended up coming home because I was supposed to do uh, direct a couple of shows for a company that ended up closing. So I couldn't stay in DC because I wasn't going to have any money. So I came home thinking, oh, this will be temporary. I'm going to go back to New York. And I just kind of started exploring things like whether it was um, different uh, community organizations. I'd still do theater in the area. So that kind of got me reinvested, um, started checking out some of the 
cool local things like Nine Pin, Albany Distilling, kind of just checking out the really unique things that only the capital region had to offer. And then eventually was like, okay, I think I'm going to be here a little bit longer than just temporarily might as well start, you know, looking for jobs and stuff like that. And when I finally did uh, get a full-time job, my I had a lot of young professional colleagues who were involved in organizations like the Capital Alliance of Young Professionals or YPN. And they're like, come to events with us, come meet some people. And seeing that there was more, that it wasn't just like the place I grew up and I kind of had that idea that, oh, I'm never going back and suddenly realizing it's way more than what I thought it was when I was growing up. Um, and that there mm -hmm. is a lot to do work-wise. There's a lot of fun activities in your spare time, great new restaurants. It's not just like when I grew up here, I just remember it being like chain restaurant after chain restaurant after chain restaurant. And now there's all these great, fabulous, um, locally owned and run establishments, which are absolutely wonderful. And that kind of gave me that more bigger metropolitan feel like I had had living in New York and DC, but without the craziness of being in New York or DC. So I think that's yeah. a lot of what I really like about this area. And it is, you know, we joke that it's Smalbany, but that can be a really good thing, especially in business. You know, knowing people is, I think, half the battle of doing business sometimes. And so when you, if you maybe yeah. don't know that person you want to get in contact with, but you know somebody else who definitely does, it makes opening the doors a lot easier and a lot, um, I think in some ways friendlier than it would be in a larger city environment where even though we're kind of all going after the same things, those connections make it a lot more personal. Yeah, no, that's really cool. And that's an awesome story that you have as well because you grew up here, but then you left. And then even if it wasn't your decision at first to move back, you ended up staying here. So I think that that definitely is a testament to the capital region and the things that are going on here. So it's a great story, especially like I grew up here and I've never left. <laughs> I went to Saratoga, I went to Siena for college and I stayed here and I, I think a lot of times like, oh, should I have like gone out and gone somewhere else? I love the area so much. So it's cool for me, especially to hear from somebody that did go out, not saying it's not a good thing to go out because I think that you gain so many other experiences as well, but it just kind of validates for me like, okay, this is a good area to be in. Yeah, it, it really does have a lot of benefits that you get in cities. Like I said, the restaurants, the nightlife, things like all those kinds of things that you would want out of city life, especially as a young person, but it's more affordable. I mean, it's still crazy expensive to live anywhere these days, but it's definitely more affordable than yeah. living in, you know, a major metropolitan area. And, um, you know, even the suburbs are really accessible. If you don't want to be like living, you know, in center square in downtown Albany, you still you want to live in Latham, mm -hmm. you can still go out in Albany and it's not that big of a deal and all of those kinds of things. So I think this area has a lot of benefits for any type of lifestyle that you really want to live. You have that opportunity here. Yeah, absolutely. That's really cool. Another thing that you had mentioned too was um, kind of the network of people and stuff. And that's something that I hear in almost all of these interviews that I do is people just say that compared to other areas, the people that you meet here like really want to help out and you can gain a really good network where it isn't that in other areas so that's kind of another nice thing and I'm glad that you saw that as well when you came back oh it's great and in my current job I technically cover the entire state of New York and so it's been interesting in you know kind of a pandemic world of trying to figure out how to network 
in those other areas in this state that I'm not in regularly because I work out of our headquarters office here in Albany, but I'm still working in Buffalo Mm -hmm. and Long Island and Syracuse. And so trying to figure out how to make those connections in those other areas is a little bit more difficult, A, because of location, but also because I'm so used to how we are here and trying to learn how those different areas work has, it's been challenging in a good way, but still challenging. And so it's one thing I do love when I am working with local donors and local business contacts or personal contacts. I'm like, okay, it's capital region folks. I know what, I know how this goes. (laughs) That's so funny. And it really is. It's, it's so different when you go to other areas, like you think like, oh, it's New York state, right. But it's such a big difference depending on where you are. So totally get Mm -hmm. that. So we talked a lot about um, like work and things like that. What are some things that you like to do in your free time? So like I mentioned, I, um, my background was always in theater. And honestly, that's kind of how I got into nonprofit was because event planning and producing theater are very, very similar. Um, But I still do a lot of work with uh, local community theaters like Schenectady Light Opera Company um, and Albany Civic Theater and Not So Common Players in Clifton Park. Um, I love that this area, I think we're really lucky in the arts area that we have um, a lot of folks like myself who maybe went down to the city and that was the plan was to, you know, be an actor or director or whatnot. And for whatever reason, either didn't work out, decided to go a different direction. And we're close enough to the city that we can get down there when we want to go for, you know, go see a show or something like that. But we're here because this is where our job or our family is. But there's that Mm -hmm. talent center, which provides some really amazing work because you still have the, every once in a while, the community theaters that are exactly what people picture when they think of community theaters, like cardboard trees and (laughs) costumes pulled out of thrift shop. But then you have others, and there are quite a few that are on the higher end that really put the effort in and make just really beautiful art. And I think we're really lucky and rich in that way. And um, it's another one of the things that's kept me here is that I can do do my theater on the side and enjoy it and have that great love while I still am working on my career at the same time. Yeah, that's really awesome. And it's cool to kind of hear that because people think that in the city it's such a big thing there right Mm -hmm. and they don't think that is much here so it's really cool that you had that experience of kind of being in both areas but you're able to still do that here and continue it here and you don't have to be in the city to do that right oh and it takes honestly it makes it that much more enjoyable when your paycheck is not dependent on it at least for me Some people, they couldn't imagine themselves doing anything else, but I'll be quite honest when you don't have to jump from show to show to make sure you can pay your rent, it makes it a lot more fun. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's it's something that this is something that one of my friends told me once she got offered a job and something that she absolutely loved doing, but it was for um, like workout purposes, I guess. And she did it on the side and she's like, I'm scared that if I do it, for my job, I'm not going to love it anymore. And I love it right now. And it's my outlet. So she was like, I'm not going to take the job because I don't want to stop loving it. And it sounds like that's very similar for you as well. Absolutely. That, that kind of gig work was never going to be the right fit for me. I needed stability and theater is not a stable as we've, especially over the pandemic scene, it's not a stable career path, Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. So I'm, I've, 
I consider myself very lucky that I can have a job that I also love and I love what I do and it's so rewarding. And then to also be able to have that creative outlet in a really quality environment is just a great blend. Yeah, that's really awesome. I'm I'm glad that you kind of get to do that and it works out for you that way. (laughs) Now we're wrapping up here. Um, Last thing, is there any advice that you either have received that you want to share or that you just have for young professionals? I I always tell the story when I get asked this question. So when I worked at Capital Bank, which is like my first kind of full-time job after I'd moved back to the area, um, the CEO, Anders Thompson, who's a wonderful guy, he was great to work with. Um, He was working on planning a dinner for like super VIP clients, board members, things like that. And um, as his assistant, I was kind of put in charge of making this thing happen. I was told where the venue would be and what day it was and who was going to sit at what table. And the rest of it was up to me. So like menu, linens, all that kind of stuff. And I had never planned an event before ever. Um, I'd done, you know, directed show stage managed things, but I had no idea. I was like, Oh, a client dinner. I was like, this shouldn't be that big of a deal. And he sat me down and he said, I want you to treat this like you would your own wedding. And that kind of like sunk in for a second because my sister had just gotten married a few years before then. And I went, oh, that's a lot of work. Okay. But (laughs) it got me in this great mindset, especially once I got into um, fundraising and event planning with fundraising of really paying attention to those details and really paying attention to the experience that your guests are having and really taking pride in what you're doing. And even though like, it sounds simple, it was just a dinner for maybe 50 people, but making sure that like, oh, we're considering dietary restrictions of certain folks, um, making sure that there's, you know, are the colors matching are, is everybody feeling warm and invited? What's the room layout? Like weird things that I never would have thought of before, but realize how important, realizing how important those small details were was just a huge thing for me. And I've taken that with me, whether it's an event or it's, you know, a campaign that's being put out, or just even in my interactions with people, like if I'm going to take a potential donor out for coffee, I'm going to look around and make sure like, okay, is this in, is this place reflecting what I want them to think of me and the organization? And how is every little thing that's being done being perceived so that I'm giving the right impression off to these folks. And while it sounds like such a strange piece of advice to treat it like your wedding, it really, really helps me. And I've taken that with me with everything I have done since. That's really awesome. And it's cool how you're able to not only translate it into planning events, right? Like even though it's not a wedding, but also just into like everyday life. Like you're saying, if you have a meeting somewhere, like is this the place that I want to represent myself in the business? And that's really great piece of advice to just think about that no matter what you're doing. So that's awesome. That's actually not advice that we've gotten from anybody else. So that's (laughs) really, really great that you're able to share that. All right. Well, we are all done here today. So thank you so much for um, taking the time to talk to myself and all of our listeners and give them some insight into your life and some of the great advice that you've given us today. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed it. All right. Bye everyone.